again everybody this is the shw podcast shw this is our wrestling we are the voices of shw it's me b double brandon benefield alongside my broadcast partner gb gerard bonner and we are coming off the heels of our two-year two-year anniversary still here too and gb man i'm just now recovering i'm just now getting my voice back what a night what a night it was what a night i mean it was incredible uh the lead up to it was amazing and i mean there was just a certain type of excitement that was in the air and uh boy as always shw does not disappoint and uh this was an incredible night and uh, it usually takes people don't know this but it usually takes us a while to kind of recover from it because there's just a lot of energy leading up to it and of course we leave it all out there and uh man oh man but what a night what a great night if you guys missed it you missed a good one good lord just yeah if it's not already there it should be on iwtv very soon Mm -hmm. so you're definitely going to want to check that out of course you can sign up for uh iwtv it's independentwrestling.tv and you can get your first five days for free if you use the code sh w and yeah. and you mentioned how uh, you know it t- kind of takes us a little bit to recover you know we have fans ask us quite often that hey, you know how come you guys don't do a show every week or or every other week you know two shows i would love to personally and, i think it'd be great and, and, and i agree like how much fun would that be but man it takes me about a week to wind down from one show if we were to do it weekly man i don't know man i'd be withering away and i'm not even wrestling in the ring <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Like it, it would be amazing. And should the day ever come where we get to that, I am like all the way here for it. Oh, and, I'll make uh, myself ready. Don't worry. Listen, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll <laughs> right. figure it out. Right, we'll absolutely right. figure it out. Oh well, let's God. let's talk about uh, the rundown of, of the matches real quick. And and yeah. before we do that, we do want to mention we have a very special guest uh, with us on this week's podcast, uh, a gentleman who was making his first time appearance at SHW still here, and uh, he had himself a match on the card, and we will talk about him in just a second. Uh, and I'm going to leave that as a little as a little teaser. Actually, you probably saw the title of the episode. Let's hang so out there. I'm sure you saw the title of the episode, so you know who it is. But still, <laughs> but still, I'm not, not going to tell you just yet. <laughs> so let's run down this card real quick. The first match of the evening was Air Kingsley, Jordan Kingsley from the Honor Society, taking on Chip Day. With yeah, you. 
a special guest referee. Well, it's funny. I mean, if you guys remember a few weeks back here on the podcast and we had Logan Chase here, uh, he announced to us all that he had just gotten this match uh, for Jordan Kingsley against Chip Day, and yet nobody knew who this special guest referee was. We didn't know. Gary apparently didn't know. Um, and, of course, when Dylan laid it on him, he went crazy. And uh, it, it was – I, I'm going to start calling him MacGyver at this point. Um, <laughs> hold my beer, Hanson. Because, because, he's, because he's a jack-of-all-trades? He's a jack-of-all-trades as opposed to a Mac-of-all-trades. <laughs> right. um, shout out, AC Mac. You know, but it's just like this guy can do almost anything. I mean, he can obviously hold his beer fairly well. Um, he can campaign fairly well. He hacks into podcasts fairly well. Uh, and now apparently he referees uh, just about fairly well. Actually, that, it was shocking. A great job. It was. We it, were shocked. I was shocked at how well he did until the very, very end of the match. Now, earlier in the match, uh, there was a couple times where Jordan Kingsley would go to pin Chip Day, and Jordan's feet would be on the ropes for added leverage. Yeah, and he got caught by Hanson, yeah. and Hanson, yeah. you know, didn't didn't uh, count the three count. But the way the match ended was controversial because Chip Day had Jordan pinned. Mm-hmm. And right before the three count, uh, Logan Chase took Jordan's foot, put it on the ropes. Yeah. Hanson did not see it. And uh, Chip Day got the three count. So after yeah. that, uh, Chip Day leaves the ring. He won the match. It goes down in the, in, in the books as a W for him. Yeah. And uh, Kingsley and Logan Chase were none too pleased. And they beat down Hanson right there in the ring. So what does that mean going forward? Is that the last we've seen of that little interaction we do not know probably not because of how well uh hansen is being received by the crowd i mean it's, what a pop he got man i mean it's shocking to me again you know watching his nefarious ways of hacking onto our podcast but uh the people love him and uh, as it's often said you got to give the people what they want so uh yeah just <laughs> there some, you go. some good stuff let me let me ask you this because i know we yeah. certainly could go you know match by match i don't want to leave all of the stuff out let people check it out but what for you i mean this was such a big night what for you were kind of some of your standout moments man Ooh, uh right off the top of my head there are two that stand out yeah. uh one of them being the fact that you and i and diane as well got to do the ring introductions for these guys mm-hmm. uh we got to call a match for the legendary team yeah. of ricky and robert the rock and roll express as they took yeah. on matt and joey lynch for mm-hmm the shw tag titles which was insane yeah, yeah i still can't i still can't believe we did that i i can't either 2020 we know has brought for many a, a mixed bag of a very unusual events we've seen and said a lot of things we never thought we would see or say uh and certainly this ranks up there but it's one of the good surprises that 2020 has brought us and um when you watch the show on iwtv you'll understand uh how in the moment we were, it was just one of those things where you never thought this would happen. It's happening and uh, you, you can't let it pass you by. You got to call the match. And I, <laughs> and I, you know, I can imagine how difficult it was for Joey and Matt Lynch. You got to wrestle the match, right. right? Like it's, it's just one of those things, just the level of stardom uh, and the history that the uh, WWE Hall of Famers, the Rock and Roll Express, the nine-time NWA Tag Champions have. Uh, it's amazing. And so I, I'm with you. That was uh, an epic moment uh, for me as well. And for me, of course, uh, watching Joe Black win the SHW Championship, wow. um, you know, the match itself was incredible. 
you know, we've talked about the fact that he was only going to get one shot. And, uh, and he only needed one shot. And he only needed one shot. You know, to me, I just think about how the roof went off of the action building as we finally all saw Corey Hollis, of all things, tap out. Wow. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, and we think about all of the matches that we've seen with Joe Black. Many of them have ended via pinfall. But to see this end via submission uh, made it very definitive. Um, you know, and, and he did it. He being... Um, uh, Joe Black did it somewhat with a leg injury of sorts. I mean, it was really crazy. But to see how the people, I mean, it was incredible, the response he got. And rightfully so. I mean, social media has been going crazy as well. I am so excited uh, for all the crazy things 2020 has brought us, that it has brought us Joe Black as the new flag bearer of Southern Honor Wrestling. I love saying that. Uh, I can't wait to see uh, how this title reign goes for him. But I'll tell you what. If uh, social media is any indicator, that poster for the next show, SHW 21, hang it up, print it out, frame it. It's amazing. Good Lord. That's right. Yeah, print it out, bring it to the show, get Joe Black to maybe sign it. Yeah. Then frame it, hang it up, hang it over the fireplace, wherever you want to put it. You'll need that. You'll need that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So those, are, those were, I mean, and there were a lot of other incredible moments, really, um, in this show. We saw some debuts. We saw a lot of things. Just um, real quick, like yeah. ben, ben Buchanan making his Fantastic. singles debut and put on a great performance. I mean, that, that guy's a star. Blue chipper all the way. I mean, he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna make waves in pro wrestling he is. in the future because uh, he took on Judas, which mm-hmm. was a huge task, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and got, it was one of the rare times yeah. we saw Judas in a solos match here yeah. in SHW. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of stories. There. You got uh, David Ali and Owen Knight, uh, the new era colliding, you know, uh, clashing, if you will. I guess the new era is done. I guess it's fair to say. You could but, really uh, make an argument that that was one of the sto- show-stealing matches of the yeah. night. It really, really was. And, of course, the ending of it, nobody saw coming. Yeah. Nobody big saw. man, big man, Austin Towers. I mean, Austin we saw Towers. him at the Rumble Jack. Mm-hmm. We saw him at the Rumble Jack uh, last month, and yeah. he's been making waves all over Georgia, all over the Southeast yeah. over the last few months. And Rightfully so. He's a scary guy. And know? apparently and, he's been saved? I don't know. Well, but you know, I, it, it, it bothered me because I just knew that finally David Ali was going to get his. You guys have already seen – you know, what has happened to me just trying to do my job with David Ali. And I just knew that, man, this would be the right guy to finally give David what's coming to him. But David proved that he outsmarted us all and uh, brought in this. And, and I mean, you think about it. Think about the amazing partnerships we've seen in wrestling over the years with, you know, the little guy and the big guy, you know, a Shawn Michaels and a Diesel, you know, you think about, you know, when guys like, you know, a Sid Vicious would join the Four Horsemen, Um, you know, when you have these towering figures that serve as a bodyguard or a protector or what have you, it absolutely changes the game. And it makes you wonder, where does David Ali go from here? Because he's got some backup now, you know, he used to have the new era. Now he's got Austin Towers. Yeah. Yikes. And, you know, I think I even told you this wasn't on the podcast or it wasn't on commentary or anything like that, but I think we were just texting about it. And this was after you had your interview with, uh, well, I guess you can call an interview with Ali and uh, Owen Knight and, and the situation happened. And I Mm -hmm. think I even texted, you, you know, we need to possibly look into getting some protection for the commentary team. Uh, not, 
just for you, but selfishly for me too. Cause I was like, well, if they're coming yeah. after you, who knows who might be next. And, and I mentioned a few different names, but one of those names was Austin towers. I thought, Absolutely. Oh, how cool would that be? If we had that big mamma jamma come and sit with us at the commentary table, nobody's going to mess with us. Nobody. And then look, and look well, what ended know, up happening. He joins the, up. I did not expect him to join up with David Ali. I didn't. I didn't expect it at all. You know, uh, he seems to be a nice guy uh, on one level, but we thought, totally, we, we thought, we thought, you know, I don't but, know. you know, well, well, since you mentioned that, and I don't want to belabor the point, but, um, you know, I, I had actually reached out to a couple of people to see if they could give us some help. One of them being Huck. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, his saying his name is like Beetlejuice, right? Don't but, say it three um, times. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> but, I, you know, we reached out to him and um, he actually refused to help me because yeah. of some other affiliations that I have with one of my podcast brothers who he's been at war with for now a solid year. Um, and I so, was hoping, I was hoping we could kind of put that behind us and oh, then, but he straight up said no. And I yeah, even thought, he, well, I mean, he, not even for like the right price. Like, come not, on. I mean, you know, everybody has a price except Huckabee apparently. <laughs> so that's twice. I won't say it a third time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'll put that out there. He'll probably have words for me after seeing and hearing this, but I'm sure I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, but man, uh, just a couple more uh, that were on the list here. Yeah. Let's talk about Gunner Logan real quick. Uh, I mean, Gunner did something that I never thought anybody could do to yeah. Logan Creed. Yeah. Uh, let me just say that these guys came out full force. There was no like collar and elbow tie up. Like right. a, there was no slow pace at the beginning mm -hmm. of the match. I mean, they came out full force, hitting yeah. big move after big move. It was mm -hmm. nuts. I mean, I thought they were going to tear the ring down. I thought yeah. they. They might end up tearing the building down. But yeah. what ended up happening with uh, referee Jeremy Prater having to stop the match because Logan could not continue, mm -hmm. uh, it ended up, I think he had taken a couple jackhammers. Uh, he had yeah. taken multiple spears. Yeah. Um, he had taken a superplex off the top. I mean, and, and then he just started getting pummeled by, uh, by Gunnar Miller. And, and, and Jeremy Prater had to had – get in the in between them and stop the match and we we were concerned that he may have had a concussion uh his eyes were glazed over he, he had to he had to go grab a trash can because he he had yeah. to throw up at one point like yeah. i was like wow i have never seen him like this he got up to his credit he tried to get up and walk out on his own accord yeah but he's walking the wrong way he, he, yeah. he looked out of yeah. sorts like you could tell he was not all there and i yeah. was completely shocked yeah. Well, I, I was shocked for, for two reasons. Obviously, we'd never seen that before. Uh, let me also say this. I think we have to shout out Jeremy Prater because, yeah. you know, oftentimes referees get a bad rap um, for what we might call a bad call because we couldn't see why they would have stopped the match. And initially, we didn't understand why he stopped the match, but he could clearly see what we couldn't that uh, there was real danger uh, that Logan was in. And so we thank him for that. But perhaps the equally shocking moment was for Gary Lamb to give Logan Creed the finger. I, I, I you know, I, I was shocked by that. We've not regularly seen um, him make those kinds of real lines in the sand. And we've known for a while on social media that he and Gunnar Miller are good friends, but he also had been pushing Logan for a long, long time. But uh, one thing I think we learned about Gary last week is that if he has an ought with you, 
He's going to find the right time to pull the trigger. And he certainly made a statement last week in that match. And I was shocked. I was and, 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 and you either brought it up on commentary or might've been on the pre-show. I don't recall, but yeah. uh, the night it was either last November, it was last December. It was last Logan, December when Logan lost, lost, the title. lost the title yeah. and they got into some sort of argument in the middle of the ring after the match. Mm -hmm. He ended up choke slamming Gary through a table. Yes. And we had never really seen like the outcome of that. Like that never really played out like, Oh, what's that all about? Yeah. Until still here too. When uh, it, it, he came out, it almost seemed like it was had been like a master plan all along or something. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it was it was crazy. So clearly, uh, Gary's Gary was on Gunner's side. Have to start calling him Mister Lamb now. I, oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't. I've just never seen this side of him, and and so I I don't know what that hey, means. Don't don't give him any ideas now. When he's gonna hear this and you go, hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> but but what scares me though is lost in all of that. I mean, you had this turn against Logan. You had Logan getting knocked out, the concussion. But this means Gunnar Miller is the number one contender for the newly won championship of Joe Black. So does Gary or will Gary have some sort of influence or a hand in Gunnar Miller perhaps? taking the title or get, I mean, like I have a lot of questions about this that hopefully at some point will be answered, but I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm personally concerned for Joe Black. I'm not saying he can't handle Gunner, but I think him and Gunner at some point is going to be an amazing match. Could there be but politics at play? Yeah. This is, this is the concern. This yeah. is, will there be some weird stipulation that Gary might come up with because Gunner is his boy or was that know. just to get back at know. Logan? I don't know. It, it, you know, time will tell. And we also are not sure. Uh, we were told that the winner of the Gunner Logan match, they will become the number one contender for a match sometime in the future. We weren't, we weren't necessarily told it would be at SHW 21, which by right. the way is on November 13th. So mm -hmm. we do not know the card. We mentioned that the poster had been uh, printed up with the uh, yes. Joe black holding the title belt. Uh, we mm -hmm. do not see any matches on that poster. Yeah. So as of right now, as we're recording this, we do not know what the uh, card is going to be for that show. We do know it's going to be amazing because SHW shows always are, but uh, we don't know when that title match is going to be between Gunner and Joe Black. But yeah. uh, but I, I'm going to drop something on us that okay, I, if it, it could be, I don't know if it's an omen, I don't know if it's a sign, I don't know if it means anything, but SHW 21 is on Friday the 13th. Whoa. <laughs> who knows who knows what's going to happen and as we always say you never know what's going to happen you, you never, never know you never know who might show up mm -hmm. jason could show up and in the, in the uh, hockey match Freddy Krueger could show <laughs> up could be there. yeah who i was knows? like yeah i almost got my guys mixed up i was like wait yeah, Friday, 13, yeah. no you're right jason's yeah, okay, right okay. yeah then yeah, freddy or right. freddy uh, who knows yeah, yeah. Texas yeah. Chainsaw Guy. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, Who knows? Friday the 13th. I didn't even think about that, but yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that uh, we did leave one match off, uh, conspicuous by its absence. That's going to include our guest here tonight. Absolutely. It was the match between Ashton Starr and SHW first-timer <sighs> Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, of course, um, what well, was a great match uh, for the most part. Yeah. We did not realize that Susie was, I mean, we knew she was at ringside. She was manning one of the video cameras mm -hmm. uh, or womaning one of the video cameras. Oh, 
Good point. Should, should, yes. Is that how I should say yes. that? Uh, <laughs> Running one of the cameras. Yeah, there you go. That just let's there just put go. it that way. Uh, yeah. And we did not know that she would play into this match in some form or fashion. Mm. And Ashton just has this like crazy idea. Like he can't let it go. Why can't he just leave her alone? I don't get it. He, well, it's not just her. I mean, obviously he messed with her, but he was incredibly rude to the fans. Um, he he had far more aggressive music. Uh, he wasn't nice to me. He wasn't nice to anybody. I mean, it, it just, I, I don't, I don't know. He has absolutely snapped. Um, and we could make the argument that perhaps it's working for him because it did earn him a win over our guest tonight. And so maybe this is the start of, you know, kind of a new chapter for Ashton. Uh, I, I'm still just blown away by his behavior. It's, I, you know, I will say, so we had a spe another special guest who was just there to watch the show, uh, Very yeah. Morales, who's yeah. known uh, in, around Georgia, definitely from Mucha Lucha, mm -hmm. uh, Atlanta. And so he, he's definitely known around the Southeast, uh, definitely known around Georgia. He's actually been at SHW before. It's been a long yes. time ago. Uh, yeah. I think he had a singles match with Owen Knight, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. um, maybe sometime last summer or something. It's been a little while yeah. back. Yeah. But uh, so he's not new to SHW. However, he was just there the other night happened to be watching uh, from the crowd, mm -hmm. saw what was going down after the match was over. Ashton looked like he was, might be going after Susie again. Uh, luckily, Very showed up and, uh, and kind of handled some business there. So yeah. I'm assuming there's going to be something going on between those two in the future. I don't know exactly it's possible. What, but I, uh, I, Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we all were very, very grateful. So uh, we're appreciative of him being there. And uh, who knows what this means? A lot of new chapters were potentially written at Still Here Too. Again, you can recap all of it at uh, independentwrestling.tv. You can go to the website, sign up there. $10 a month. Uh, your first five days are free with the promo code SHW. Uh, you can check out all of our content uh, from our very first show, up through our still here too and all of our new content will be there as well so go ahead check it out binge watch it catch up on all the stories um and catch out some amazing wrestling action as only shw can bring you but we've got a great guest tonight tell us who that's our guest is that's right so uh, i just mentioned he was in the uh, match against ashton star uh, last friday night it is the son of a legend but uh i would say he's got quite a resume in his own right Already. he is flying brian jr a.k.a. Brian Pillman Jr. We were lucky enough uh, to get him to uh, join us on this week's episode of the podcast. We talked to him a little earlier, and uh, here is what he had to say. Check it out. All right, guys, we've got another fantastic interview coming your way this week. We've had some pretty awesome guests hang out with us on the podcast. And if you were with us at Still Here 2 last week, you had a chance to lay eyes on this guy. He's been all over the place, MLW, AEW, SHW, and now he's hanging out with us on the podcast. Welcome, the one and only Brian Pillman Jr. Brian, how are you, man? Hey, how's it going? You know, just just another day, another day, another dollar, you know? Yeah, that's what just they say. Off, just came off a loop of uh, three matches, you know, up here in the Northeast, you know? Awesome. Well, it started out, actually, in Atlanta, and yeah. then it went to Alabama, and then it ended in New Jersey. So Sweet. Wow. Sweet. Here we are. We're in Philly. We're spending some time up here with the girlfriend. Good and, stuff. And uh, just letting my body recover from those three different battles that I had. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that, as you mentioned that, because I don't think a lot of people understand uh, just how physical it is to be a pro wrestler. And, uh, you know, your body goes through a lot of things. What is the recovery like for you? I've heard people say that, you know, uh, you never uh, you, you work hurt, but you never work injured. How, how's your body feeling and how long does it take to re recoup? Yeah, you know, some things are just kind of like nagging chronic injuries that kind of just bother you a little bit over time and never go away. And some things are, are very detrimental to the core functionality of an athlete and need to be addressed immediately or surgery might have to take place. But often what you'll find with wrestling is, you know, due to the nature of it, the little bumps and bruises that add up, you get a lot more of those real chronic, you know, kind of uh, – medium injuries you know that people yeah. would say oh you're fine you can keep going and that's all fine and dandy you know um <clears throat> when you're playing a sport that that has an off season and there's a there's a large recovery period but um in the world of wrestling it's it's there's there's it's those chronic nagging little injuries or, or what end up you know taking a huge toll on guys and, and on their mental health and stuff and and re-injuring it it's because there really is no off season you know there is no large recovery period in wrestling so as a as a business person and as a decision maker of your own you have to decide when are you going to take that time off you know when are you going to sit by and let other guys you know get those spots and get on those shows and sit back and, and lose a few paydays and, and just take time to recoup your body and sometimes that absence uh, is very beneficial you know too in the eyes of the shows and in the fans you know it keeps you keeps you scarce. So, you know, it's not always bad to take a break, you know, as far as a business decision goes, but for, you know, for a health decision, it's absolutely, absolutely necessary sometimes. So, yeah. um, you know, this, this week I'll just have a couple of days off, you know, and then I'm back, I'm back on the road, October 10th, you know, mm -hmm. but then, uh, you know, that's just how it goes. But like some weeks, you know, some weeks you're running weekend shows, indie shows, but then you're also filming tapings during the week for, for different companies too, you know? So I've had work for OVW on Tuesdays, filming mm -hmm. TV tapings and also AEW on, you know, Wednesdays, Thursdays and or Fridays. So it's like yeah. sometimes the, uh, sometimes the recovery windows are very few and far between, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, you talk about wrestling being a sport where there's not much time off and that's absolutely accurate. So we all were shocked, of course, during the pandemic when for many, wrestlers got time off um which was kind of a strange spot but then there were of course certain companies um like wwe and aew that were able to keep going and it opened up some opportunity um for a lot of guys uh, like yourself to be involved with things like aew what was pandemic life like for you you know for the first two for the first two months i you know i really took it very seriously um i was very strict with what I was doing, you know, I really only left the house to uh, go to the Kroger across the street and get groceries yeah. and stuff. You know, I was very much, uh, very much, you know, worried. And obviously we all were, you know, it was the first time anyone, you know, at least my age has experienced anything like this. So, you know, it took it very seriously. It did all the measures I could, you know, took all the precautions, you know, luckily things went, went okay. You know, it was a lot of time uh, without money though. It was a lot of time without yeah. payday, you know, I, uh, as wrestling is, you know, my only source of income and you take away any and all form of social gathering. Well, that takes, that pretty much kills my business right there, you know? Right. So it wasn't, I wasn't allowed to, to, to uh, hunker down for long, you know? So mm -hmm. I know that, that maybe, you know, I'm sure I did the right thing and, and helped contribute to slowing down the spread of this thing, but 
it wasn't very long that, you know, I started getting calls um, to get back in the ring. My first call was from a guy named Brett Lauderdale, GCW. And, yeah. uh, you know, I actually had to turn it down. So wow. I had to decline booking because, you know, I personally wasn't in the physical shape and in the in-ring shape ability to go out there and have a wrestling match you know i didn't want to disrespect the sport by going out there on you know he, he wanted to do a televised not like a televised you know but like a streamed uh wrestling show so there'd be yeah. no fans there yeah this is gonna be all over fight tv and you're telling me my pasty white self that hasn't been in the gym in two months <laughs> it's be all over fight tv and i just didn't want to like disrespect the business that bad so i was like all right like i can't do this like yeah it's a nice opportunity. He's a very high level promotion, you know, mm -hmm. I'm sure he would have taken care of me financially, whatever I needed, but it's one of those things where that would have been a trade off too. You know, like, do sure. I want people to see me like that on the internet? And I thought, you know, what a better idea would be a better strategy for getting back into wrestling would be to kick it into gear right away. Physically while all the shows were shut down, I went and, you know, secretly trained at all these different gyms and, and places that were secretly opening up and training small gyms in, in Pennsylvania and near Pittsburgh, uh, where guys were, you know, opening up little garages, little warehouses where they had a ring yeah. and, uh, you know, just sort of defying the laws a little bit to kind of get together, you know, maybe 10 of us guys get in a ring and train and stuff. And yeah, that's cause I needed it. You know, I needed that ring time to get back into shape mm -hmm. and, um, also use the time, uh, that extra time to get in the gym and get in an incredible physical shape. So yeah. instead of jumping on the first show back and looking like shit and wrestling like shit, I said, well, what if the first show back, I'm extremely jacked up, you know, I got new moves, I'm wrestling smooth, you know, I'm, my footwork is prime and, 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 uh, and I got new gear and it's like yeah. my first match back, I'm just a whole nother beast and it's just... Yeah. That's what people, a lot of people, I think, took that motivation out of the pandemic. And you can see it in a lot of people's uh, physical transformation. I'm not the only wrestler on the indies that said, F this, I'm getting back at it. Yeah, right. um, yeah. And that's the thing. You have to fight that. You have to fight that um, mentality, that victim mentality that there's nothing we can do. We should all stay inside and we're all going to die. And, and I just said, I said, F it, you know, and, I, and I'm very blessed. Um where I live in Kentucky that, you know, I'm allowed to go to the gym and, mm -hmm. and stuff. And the gyms opened up, you know, not, not long after those two months, like I said, that was the whole world just kind of locked down, mm -hmm. but I'm very lucky to have been able to get back in the gym and stuff and, and, and get a head start on this game. You know, I know for a lot of people, it was a little bit harder, you know, maybe they lived in areas that weren't allowing them to do that, but, but you know, what we have faced is, is unprecedented. And, and it's so nice to see that we've all gotten through it. And a lot of us, a lot of us, for a lot of us, it made us stronger. You know, it made mm -hmm. us, it made us deal with adversity better. I yeah. definitely came out of it stronger. Yeah. You know, I weigh more than I did, you know, before the pandemic. Right. You know, a lot uh, of us, I, I lost say, weight a lot during of people it. Do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I lost a lot of weight during it because a person like me, if I'm not physically active, I'm going to lose muscle. Mm. Right. Right. Like I wasn't right. like, I wasn't like a person that was you know skinny and then somehow got fat yeah like i was a person that was excess muscle but then somehow got skinny right you know like mm -hmm. I, I went from what they call atrophy right yeah yeah so then i was like man i'm just a wet noodle you know <laughs> right. um 
and then I had to do what I had to do. I went from 197 to about 227 pounds. Wow. When I walked into AEW for my debut, I think my first match there at AEW, I was, I was peaked out, you know, I was pinpoint shape, pinpoint tan. I knew that that would be the biggest opportunity for me. Mm -hmm. So I just, I built everything around. I built my whole gimmick. I built my gear design, everything I built around that debut at uh, AEW. Wow. Since you brought up AEW, I'm a little I'm curious here, and it's probably been reported other places, but with your deal with MLW, how did that come about with AEW? Is that something where they reached out to you and you were just you were allowed with your contract with MLW, you were allowed to do stuff like that? How did that work? Um, I always was. Um, a lot okay. of people forget that. It's, I guess it's my fault that they forget. It should have been more memorable, but I was at Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. Right. right. Okay. So – I already worked for AEW before, mm-hmm. and um, I remember that. Those... By the way, I didn't forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That> point, <laughs> no, and I guess the thing most people are like, oh yeah, no, but I'm like, yeah, like this has been done before. This, this was something that MLW got upset about at the time, mm-hmm. but it was well known between all parties involved, such as myself and MLW, that I was not legally obligated to not wrestle for them. Mm-hmm. I, I actually had a much lighter, uh, which is very lucky to me because I wouldn't have known the difference otherwise. Because when I first signed, I didn't really look at it that deeply. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a lawyer really come through it. Gotcha. But I was lucky that AEW did not exist before I signed. Ah. But technically, could have made impact appearances. Right. Still. Oh, okay. Wow. Technically, still can. Wow. Hey, they, and it's pro they, wrestling, they, so never say never, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> right. never say never. You know, I just wrestled, you know, Brian Myers and Heath Slater the other night. There you uh, go. So. Yeah. Well, uh, so would, if I, well, that would be cheating because there's no <laughs> way in hell that in the month of October that I get to wrestle, it'd be pretty cool. But for a- OVW, AEW, MLW, and Impact, yeah. That just wouldn't be fair. That'd be cheating. <laughs> I, would, and, I would eventually be just – I would just become wrestling. I would just be yeah. wrestling. <laughs> I was going to say, you forget you like, Are you a wrestler? I'd be like, no, I am wrestling. Like, this, right, it's, yeah. like, it's just all about me. It's one big TV show. It's this long-running <laughs> gag where all these companies just, you know, prostitute Brian Pillman Jr. on their show and they get the most <laughs> out of them. I'm like, all right, go on to the other TV show, see if they got a – spot you know they probably have a cool idea for you everybody's got an idea right hilarious <laughs> no you don't run out of creative with me right it's like yeah office isn't gonna be like well you know we got nothing for you like they always got something you know oh, we got this pen, got this plan we're gonna take Pillman and his hair and his dad you know you remember when his dad had that gun and he's gonna do the same thing i'm like all right let's go hilarious just, let's just do this television show now so, i was gonna ask about that so like how how do you take that? I mean, is that something where you where if they come up with a crazy idea like that, are you like, no, guys, come on, or or do you no, just no 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 no? I love what I I love it because you know obviously that crazy stuff like that isn't isn't exactly what these companies are today doing. I think right. you know, I think A I think MLW has been creative with me. You know, mm-hmm. they've helped me forge my own path. I think AEW is continuing to be creative with me. Mm-hmm. You know. And then, uh, and even OVW, OVW has been treating me like a, like a, like a star, you know, like a top card guy. So, um, no, I think, I think a lot of these companies, you know, are very, 
smart about what they have and, and they're going to slowly build me into something great but but no that is kind of the case though on the indies and stuff and some of these smaller like independent film projects that try to get you and like get you to do something wacky and i'm like you know what i'm i, I get it like i can't fight against who i am you know my name's brian pillman my dad left a certain legacy if there's a certain type of angle you want to do or some type of uh ode to my father or some type of story or something you want to do like i'm not going to say no you know what i mean i'm a performer if i'm allowed to get the gain and the benefit and, and the cheers for being brian pillman jr then i should also let that be a a vulnerable part of my character like if an opponent or a heel wants to use that against me you know in some type of weird story or so you know what i mean like I, it has to be allowed because yeah. yeah it wouldn't be fair if i just went out there and was like you know i'm this 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 and this and yay me and then my opponent was like oh well you're only this because of this 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 and this then it's like well i invited that you know i invited that storyline right i invited that yeah. um plot right so it's like for me to get offended like oh like like i always tell people when they do these podcasts like is there anything off limits i'm like no because what would be the point you know if something was off limits you know why what, what, what would be the entertaining part of that you know my goal is to entertain you and yeah. that's something that you're just waiting to be entertained by i'm not going to veto that you know what i mean i'm not going to get offended i don't ever get upset or like I don't ever, I try not to take things personal in wrestling, you know. Mm -hmm. you, yeah, it's, 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 it's great yeah. to hear that because, yeah, it's not always the case with a lot of people, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it sucks. It's really hard to, like, sometimes, I can't say I don't, like, sometimes I do, I get upset or something, or I think that somebody's, like, out to get me or doesn't, like, want me somewhere, or, like, oh, he's going to try to politic me out or something, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. sometimes you do take things personal, but when it comes to, like, my story and my dad and all that stuff, I'm like, okay, like, I get it. Like, I'm not taking that shit personal like yeah you got something you want to you know you got this cool creative idea all right let's see it if we can make some money we'll make some money you know yeah if we don't if, you, if, if if we look like assholes then you look like the asshole not me like i look fine you know <laughs> i'm not the one that can book the angle you know yeah and that's the thing too like the fans get it these days too so mm -hmm. yeah i don't ever worry about how i'm used or if i'm losing and stuff like it's up to the company and how they want to utilize me like you know like oh you're being buried i'm like no there's no such thing as being buried you know it's the fucking internet right you could win a match one day and the next day you could, or you could lose a match one day and the next day you could win the fucking title you know yeah right yeah like this isn't the fucking 70s or 80s where it's like oh well, that guy you know he's a jobber <laughs> he's never gonna win nothing you know yeah yeah, let, let me ask you this, because you mentioned your dad, and of course, you know, obviously, I'm sure you can't do an interview or anything without uh, talking about the legacy of your dad. Um, I'm curious for you, uh, what do you feel like the legacy of your dad has been? Um, because I think whenever you catch his career, if you caught the early part of his career, you caught the Flying Brian aspect, you caught the later part of the career, you know, you caught kind of the wild guy uh either way both were wildly entertaining um for you what do you feel like the legacy of your dad is and have you felt pressure to live that or are you more interested in carving out your own space well i think like you just said it right there i mean that's really his legacy is carving out your own space you know yeah. he carved out his own space mm. you know he played the he played the game of you know young you know baby face yay you know clean cut clean shaven guy with in the trunks you know doing the drop kicks you know what i mean he played that part 
And even in that role, he kind of carved out his own path, right? You know sure. what I mean? He took it to the next level. He took it to the next innovation. He had some of the best matches. So in a way, that's that's kind of the advice I take from his career. And, and, and the guys like Jericho have told me that, you know, his biggest advice for him was, you know, to do something that no one's ever done before, you know? Yeah. So if that's really if that's what it takes to stick out and to shine and become a star in this world, then I totally believe it. You know, if that's, if that's the advice that comes from my father and, and on to Chris, and, and if that made a big impact for him, then it's definitely going to make a big impact for me. Right. So yeah. I've, I've been trying, you know, very hard to just be myself and to not like overly look at his stuff and try to mimic him. You know what I mean? I've, I've really tried to come into my own, just based on my life experiences and my experiences in wrestling and the different guys I've worked with and this sort of this modern indie style that we have. I'm not like trying to shy away from it. You know, this is my environment. I would like my environment to mold the performer I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got a few like throwbacks to the old school style, like Uh sure. But at the end of the day, I want to wrestle like the kids today are, and I want to rise to that occasion and I want to rise up to that challenge. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. And so I'm curious because, of course, last week you spent some time with us in SHW, uh, which was a lot of fun to have you there, man. Talk about your experience uh, with us at Southern Honor Wrestling. How'd you like it? What was the feel for you? Let us know what you thought about that. Well, and also I'm curious too, like, had you heard much about it going into Southern Honor? Like, had you heard from outside sources going in, like, oh, you got to check this place out? Anything like that? Um, so I knew about Southern, sorry, what was the original question? Oh, the original question was uh, to tell us about your experience with Southern honor and what, Oh was yeah, 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 yeah. And then he just added on to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, my bad. I screwed no, no, no. up. <laughs> Whenever there's a compound question, I always forget the first question. I'm like, oh, there's Understandable. Three. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I originally heard about Southern honor because, you know, obviously it's based in Atlanta and stuff. And I'd heard that like, you know, Cody and Kenny had done some spots down there. And um, Mm -hmm. I had also met, um, I had met Sunny Days through DDP. Yeah. And I, you know, I had met him at the Double or Nothing Casino Battle Royal because he was in that too. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, like just, I I always knew about it. And we originally had a date scheduled, but the pandemic hit, you know. right. (laughs) Right. So, Oh, so it's coming down there like a May 29th or May 30th or something. It was a Southern like, Southern Cup Invitational. Yeah, yeah. that's right. A big tournament that we were going to have. Which, you know, it feels like it was five years ago. You know what right. I mean? Like, that pandemic feels like it's taken so long. We're going to shut down and slow down our lives. You know, it's like I've been, you know, I feel like I've been 26, 27 for 10 years, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, amount of, the amount of wisdom that I've gained in this and during this period of time is unreal you know right right it really ages you quickly when you're going through political turmoil and all this bullshit but um now so like i was just super excited to work there because obviously i was born in atlanta Mm -hmm. Uh, my mother's from calhoun georgia okay uh, and then she met my dad in atlanta because you know wcw was filming tv in atlanta you know and so my dad had a place they wanted all the boys to at least have an apartment or some kind of small place in Atlanta just so they could basically exactly what we're doing today and filming multiple days in a row, you know, and pre-taping, you know, like, and ironically fashion that's kind of what we're doing at AEW, you know, we're all kind of down in Jacksonville huddled up, you know, yeah. and staying at the hotel, which is kind of cool, you know, history repeats itself. And, mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and yeah, I just, I, I knew I always needed to get down there. I knew it'd be very special, but I had no idea, you know, how awesome that the crowd was going to be. Like, I, I haven't felt that, that energy from a wrestling crowd in, in months, you know, but wow. like before the pandemic, like that's how crazy people were about wrestling. Like before all this shit went down and to think that yeah. there's so much, like to think that it's still alive and well, and people are still back at it and aren't afraid to get their lives back and, and go out and, and see some entertainment. Like it was a, it was a wonderful time, you know, it was a really, really good show. Yeah. And uh, I didn't also didn't know, cause a lot of these Southern shows, they, you know, they might lack in uh, production quality. Mm-hmm. but like this show was amazing you know this show was it was down was was super super awesome awesome so. well uh we were super excited to have you first of all but uh it didn't quite work out uh the way you had planned of course you know ashton star uh had his little beef going into the match with Susie that had uh happened at last month's show and we were hoping to get justice for Susie, and uh well it didn't quite play out the way we wanted but um one thing i did want to thank you for is you kind of got justice for Gerard here because uh, earlier this week you actually faced David Ali and uh, in a tag match on AEW. <laughs> so yeah, if you're, yeah. you're unaware, uh, David Ali had uh, well, he kind of uh, well, I'll just put it this way: he he kicked GB in the nuts. Basically, is what happened. Okay, so <laughs> you, saw it, you saw the interview; uh, it was crazy, and we were wanting to get justice for GB, and uh, we want to thank you because you uh, you beat David Ali the other day on uh, AEW Dark, so appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, you know, it was a great it was a great tag match, you know, starting to really gel with Griff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we debuted, a, you know, our new our new finishing technique, which uh, came out quite well, in my opinion. So. Do you have, a, you have a name for that yet, or? You know, we haven't come up with a name yet, so <laughs> no, now okay. it, might be, it might be a good time to name it now, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. I'm not sure what we would call it. Gotcha. I was going to tell you, I mean, uh, ever since they paired you guys up, uh, you guys have been very impressive, you know, despite the, the win-loss record. But uh, until this week, obviously, you got a big win. But uh, you guys have been gelling really well. Had you known Griff uh, prior to AEW? No, not at all. That's kind of the cool thing, you know. Okay. We kind of intersected paths at the, at the big stage, you know. So um, Griff was a total stranger to me before AEW. Um, I think I had met like his tag partner vaguely at a show, like at WrestleCon, like WrestleCade or something. But yeah, but uh, you know the kid with the big hair and stuff. Yep. And uh, but I'd never actually met Griff, so that was kind of cool. And then and then I found out that that he was, uh, you know, kind of brought in and mentored by Christopher Daniels, and I thought that was really cool. Um, that 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 to me was like a really cool, um, way for us to develop and stuff, like because I had all these different mentors but I wasn't like super tight with CD, but he was. And then now we have like a really core group of mentors to uh, teach us how to, you know, be tag wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Cause the guys that are helping me out and then the guy, you know, like guys like Jericho and then the guys that are helping him out, like Chris Daniels mm-hmm. and, uh, and they all come together. And then even, even Cole Cabano has been helping us out, Frank Kazarian. Awesome. Um, so we just, we have a very good learning tree. We have a very strong system, very strong developmental, uh, cause it's very personal, you know, it's not like this corporate, you know, you're not going to class and like, I don't know, I guess we're not as tied down, you know, by certain barriers, you know, like we just have guys teaching guys to do brothers yeah. and brothers, just a brotherhood hanging out in the locker room. Hey, you need to do this. You need to fix this, you know? Um, 
it's very much a comfortable environment. You know, everybody there is very happy to be there. Everybody's comfortable in their own shoes, comfortable in their own skin. You know, nobody's required to dress a certain way. People are just required to love each other. Yeah. And, you know, just be respectful of each other, you know, so it's a really cool environment. Yeah. 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 I I love that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about MLW because uh, it's another space that I think um, is one of those spaces that people are really starting to talk about quite a bit. And they, of course, were impacted by the pandemic, but they're getting ready for the return. Uh, as they're calling it, uh, in about a month or so. Uh, talk mm. a bit about what it's like to hop back into the MLW scenario. I mean, are we going to be seeing like empty arena situations? Are they going to be changing the way they're doing things? What does that look like? You know, I, I really, I really do commend them for you know, you know, kicking things back into gear and uh, restarting stuff. You know. Again, it was very hard for guys like me and guys like Davy Boy that make a living on the wrestling and to be told that we can't go to work for several months and right. and with limited options to, you know, either change deals or resign or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. So it was like really bullshit for a while. Um, but again, like if, if they want to make do on their on their end of the bargain and make do on their promise and, and they're going to do the restart and we're going to have several dates in October to really kick things off. And so I'm really excited, actually, you know, I'm really excited to just get back to work. Um, mm-hmm. They've always presented a very professional product. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've always used the highest level talent possibly available to them, you know, so yeah. they're no slouch when it comes to putting on a great product. And, and it was actually quite an honor to be, you know, the mainstay of that product for, for the better part of a year and a half, at least, you know, me and, and Davey Boy Smith Jr. and mm-hmm. and uh, Teddy Hart as well, you know, being a part of that. So um, it was just kind of cool to to be a big part of the company, have a lot of cool different storylines that we could do organically. You know, yeah. again, like another talk about another company that lets wrestlers be wrestlers. You know, mm-hmm. there's no other. You know, I think there's no better place to like kind of develop as a young talent, right? You know, like it's not something that you know, it's not AEW or WWE where you're where you've made it to the um, pinnacle you know mm-hmm. but it's a place to uh develop and, and hone your craft and, and it's also a worldwide television program you know what yeah. i mean um, mm-hmm. even you know another company like that is like ovw you know mm-hmm. i can i compare the two of them you know quite well you know that like ovw has worldwide coverage you know right you know they're in millions of homes as well mm-hmm. you know mlw is on bn sports they're in millions of homes you know right. Right. You travel outside the U.S. and there's a lot of different channels that are more popular and stuff. So we have a lot of international coverage with MLW. The wow. Hispanic market knows knows me very well. Wow. Um, we always get great reactions when we go to Tijuana, Mexico, wow. and stuff like that. So, and again, like I said, OVW is doing some big things too down there in Louisville and, yeah. and giving guys some opportunities to be on some screens and to be on TV. You know, a friend of mine's. Uh, my German teacher in high school, she said her husband just saw me on OVW. So wow. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Oh, I don't know where, where, I don't know where you're watching that at, but it must've been on a channel somewhere, you know? Right. Right. You never know. And you mentioned going down to Mexico <laughs> now prior to um, the pandemic, cause obviously during the pandemic, there's not a whole lot of traveling going on uh, at least outside the country, but were you doing a lot of overseas internationally, uh, any international bookings or, have you yeah, done yeah, before the, yeah, before the pandemic, I've been in a lot of places, you know. So yeah. my last match was in Mexico. Wow. Gotcha, before gotcha. the pandemic, March 18th or 13th, one of the two. Yeah. That was the exact, or yeah, 13th, because the 15th was the final indie show, which mm-hmm. was in Las Vegas at FSW. 
Wow. I was just curious if you've done yeah, a, any, a lot of stuff in like the UK because I know that's such a hotbed for they have such hot crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrestling. So I mean, I've been to I've been to Mexico twice. I've been to Canada. Yeah. Several, 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 several times. Mm-hmm. I've been to uh, Qatar in the Middle East once. Wow. Sweet. And I've been to um, England one time for 10 days. It was a 10-day tour. Okay. Wow. I had a loop of shows that these guys worked together to get me on. Wow. I'm, I'm just always yeah. curious the, the, your diff, the different takes on the different crowds in different countries. Like, um, you, know, the, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the English crowd is very unique. You know, they're very rowdy. They're very hyped. They really like wrestling. But they've all, you know, but they, you know, they've also come up around a different kind of style, you know? So, yeah. right. So it's kind of cool. Like you just change up the way you, the way you do things in different parts of the world and, and you start to see the different reactions you get, you know? Yeah. That's cool. And you kind of see that style on NXT UK and uh, mm-hmm. how they do things there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Right, for, for you, and we tend to ask people this, um, and I know there's still a lot of room left in your career. Uh, do you have any dream matches? Anybody you want to make sure you're, you're battling anytime soon? Because I'm sure the, the floor is wide open for you. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really cool um, stories. You know, I'm I'm I don't I'm not a big person on dream matches. You know, I, I don't really have like oh I want to have this one match because to me sometimes it's like the second or third or like the fourth meeting. You know, that really becomes that match. You know, it yeah. sometimes it takes that time to have that synergy. So everybody's like oh what's your dream match? Well, I don't look at it as a match. I look at it as a program. You know, sure. I look at it as sure. a series yeah. of matches. You know, who do I want to do business with? Who do I want to tell a story with? You know. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of stories to be told at AEW. I think that's where my character fits best. You know, I think there's some stories to be told um, with Cody Rhodes. He has a dream match of mine. You know, mm-hmm. if I had to pick a dream match, you know, um, a lot of guys there. You know, I'd like to work with a lot of the veterans. You know, I'd like to work with Dustin Rhodes. Mm. Uh, maybe tell a story there. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys I'd like to work with at AEW. Chris Jericho, obviously. You know, my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Um, so that would be cool. You know. Wow. How amazing is it, by the way, you mentioned Jericho and Dustin Rhodes, like the age that they are and they're still at the top of their game. Like it's, it blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. And those are the guys that help you get better. You know what I mean? Like I, I love working with the younger guys because they work the same way as me and the timing is all the same and everything. But yeah, um, you learn different things from working with the older guys. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So, so I'm curious because right now you, you kind of have a, a really interesting scenario where you're able to work in multiple companies, um, be that MLW or AEW or OVW or those types of things. Would you ever want a scenario where you're just primarily working for one company? And if that is the case, you know, is there a goal for which company that might be? Yeah, I mean, like I talked about earlier, just kind of being tossed around at the different places. And, you know, obviously maybe I shouldn't have said it in that negative way it's it's an absolute blessing you know it's an absolute opportunity you know it's 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 trust me it's everybody's dream to to have all these opportunities and work for these companies but but in many ways it could be looked at as as a negative because you know i really do want to find a home you know i really do want to find the place to come into my own and have a company really invest in in me and and have a story with me so you know at some point you know yeah absolutely i would love to just hunker down and, and have like a nice 10 year career somewhere, you know what I mean? Like at least, you know, like just really just like be able to develop with the same style of guys, like the same mindset, the same kind of, 
mentality towards the business and, and really hunker down. And, and I think that team is, is with AEW, you know what I mean? So, but uh, as an adult, you know, I have to handle my situation as I go and I have to finish up business where I got to finish up business. You know, this sure. pandemic was unprecedented mm-hmm. and I think I got a little impatient, you know, so then I started chasing more and, uh, but no one ever, no one ever, you know, no one ever failed by chasing opportunities. You know what I mean? So, right. right. Yeah. And no one ever like ruined their chances at being somebody because they did too many wrestling matches. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could say I might be, you know, exposing myself too much online or, or but all that exposure isn't going to hurt nobody. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm getting out there. I'm getting matches, you know, win or lose, you know, I've, as you can see, it doesn't ever matter to me. You know, mm-hmm. um, you look at the comments, you watch the videos, people have positive things to say, you know, they, mm-hmm. they might even be, and even if they are upset that I'm losing, that means they're going to be that much happier when I start winning, you know? Right. So, <laughs> right. Um, I'm not strapped. I'm not sweating it. You know, I have great, I have great, great, great business to do at MLW. Great mm-hmm. stories to tell left there. Great talent. Also very young, yeah. aspiring talent there to left to work with. And I also have a great potential future at AEW, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, finish up some of the stuff I did at MLW and then head on over to AEW and, and start some really groundbreaking, you know, kind of career defining things Yeah. at AEW, right? Like my, I feel like my career hasn't even started yet. You know, that's how um, valuable I place on like constantly evolving and going to the next level is that people think I've done so much already, but I don't think I've done anything. Wow. You know, because I'm always pushing. And then during all that chaos, I also have OVW where mm-hmm. I'm chasing after the OVW heavyweight title. Yeah. And the newly announced uh, American or not American um, national title. Mm-hmm. The OVW and, heavyweight and, national title, which is now held by Jesse Goddard, which was introduced uh-huh. in the uh, battle royal we just had. Mm-hmm. So I got two big feuds going on there. I got some stories left to do at MLW and a bright future at AEW. So every every company has been a part of my success. And I always, you know, I want to thank Al Snow and, and Court Bauer and Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan and, and Chris Jericho and everybody that's helped me out, helped me get to where I need to be. And also DDP. I want to thank yeah. DDP, you know? Yeah. If it wasn't for DDP, I wouldn't have any of these gigs right now. I wouldn't be doing nothing. Wow, so DDP, DDP's the man. Yeah, he DDP, is. Why? He's been he's, uh, he's been man. he's been a part of SHW as well uh, uh, a few times. So uh, we love DDP down here and <laughs> down here in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DDP's uh, the brother. But you yeah. but you mentioned you know that that's a great outlook to have is the fact that a lot of people think you've done a lot and in your own mind you haven't done a lot and that's mm. a, a good mindset to have to just keep yourself motivated to keep yourself pushing forward. So uh, I just want to. Uh, thank you for uh, coming to SHW last week because yeah. I had a blast. It was an honor for me and GB to, to call one of your matches. And so uh, I hope that we get to do it again, whether it's an SHW or whether it's in another promotion <laughs> uh, where we might end up as well. So who knows? Yeah. But it would be great to do do that some more down the road for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for, for having me at, at, at Southern Honor Wrestling. And thank you for having me on this podcast. So it's been Absolutely. a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let people know how they can uh, stay in touch with you on social media and any other things that you've got going on as well. Well, you know, guys, you can always catch me on Instagram at flyingbrian41 and Twitter at flyingbrianjr. Um, 
I got a Pro Wrestling Tees account. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Brian Pillman Jr. You know, all spelled out. So, you know, I don't really do Facebook, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, contact me, connect with me, follow me, whatever. I'm usually pretty easy to get a hold of. Sometimes I'm not, you know. These guys had to jump through amazing hoops to get me to do this podcast. <laughs> they had to for which we are grateful. They had to bribe me. They, you know, they had to book me for their show, first off. So that's a good way to get me on your podcast. Book me for your indie show. Pay me. And then I'll do the podcast for free, you know. Yeah. So here we go. Get me on, get me to wrestle, book me in your town. I'll be there. I'll wrestle. I've been kicking this pandemic's ass. I've been wrestling all over the world. Yeah. And uh, I haven't gotten sick, so awesome. take that for what you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, man, we appreciate you so much for coming on with us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again down the road sometime soon, hopefully. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, guys, that was a fun conversation with Brian Pillman Jr. Certainly learned a lot about his journey, uh, and it's already been short, but boy, has it been filled uh, with a lot of amazing stops and amazing stories. So make sure you're following uh, Flying Brian Jr., uh, Brian Pillman Jr. on all social media. You heard all of his information there. Boy, was that a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun, and I tell you what, it's been uh, it's been a good week. We're finally yeah. recovering. Uh, yeah. You heard us cover, uh, recapping still here too earlier in the show, and yeah. just what an amazing show that was. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for November thirteenth, and you did hear me correctly. It will be the second Friday in November, so That's make right. sure you put that on your calendars. Uh, yeah. It'll be November thirteenth, and it will be SHW twenty one. It'll be the official start. Of the Joe Black era. Ah, yes. In SHW. It is indeed a new era for SHW, and we're pumped about that. And speaking of new era, we have to send our condolences to uh, the one and only Danny Jordan, who uh, shared on social media a a tremendous loss in her family, um, which is why we did not see her at Still Here 2. And um, we know she is taking some much needed time and listen, loss is severe and it's serious and uh, take all the time you need, Danny, your SHW family supports you. And uh, we also lost another wrestling legend over this podcast season, uh, that being Road Warrior Animal um, of the Road Warriors. So some tremendous losses impacted in the world of pro wrestling. So certainly our thoughts and prayers are with families and fans and friends and the like. And we just did not want to let those moments pass without acknowledging them here on uh, SHW. This is our wrestling podcast. That's right. Uh, Shout out to Danny. You know, we love you. We're thinking about you and uh, we can't wait to see you whenever you come back. And uh, yeah, like you said, road warrior. And then you heard the Tim Bell salute last week for Drew game, a a local Georgia wrestler, Drew game that passed away too. So just, We're, we're, you know, hug your loved ones. It's, it's, yeah. a, cra- it's a crazy time. And uh, hopefully we'll pull through this pandemic here uh, in the not too distant future, hopefully. And yeah. uh, we can just, everybody can get back to normal. Uh, we've had a great time at the last two SHW shows. We oh, look forward. Been amazing. We look forward to having another great time on uh, November 13th. And, and it's yes. almost like therapy for us because it is. For six months or so, we just were all at home and just chomping at the bit to get back. And it's yes. felt so great to be back. Yes. And uh, we hope you guys will join us November 13th. And, of course, we still have a few episodes of the show before mm-hmm. we get to that point. But you're going to hear us pumping up the next show quite Absolutely. a bit. So we yeah. can't wait to see you. And uh, we can't wait to see you next week right here on another episode of SHW. 
This is our wrestling. <laughs> there you go.